Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of Tradie Business School Podcast, the only podcast you're ever going to need to grow and scale your trades-based business. I'm joined here with the wonderful Brian Santos. G'day, Brian. How are you today? I'm well, mate. Good to see you again. Excellent. Always a pleasure having you here with me today. And we are going to talk about a little bit of mindset stuff today, something that's been coming up with our clients and uh, people that we talk to, our prospects, is often they are focusing on what they don't have as opposed to focusing on what we want. And I often refer to this as the difference between abundant thinking versus scarcity or lack mindset thinking. So I'd love to get your your take on and what you're seeing and hearing out there and the reason why we're here to talk about this today. Yeah, I guess, so. you know, across the board, so not just in the trade space, not even just in the business owner space. I think a lot of a lot of what's happening in the economy, the way the, the markets are, the way the interest rates are, et cetera, et cetera, is kind of, you know, there's a lot of and rightly so, some negative and 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 fearful thinking out there, right? And so, what that tends to trigger in all of the conversations that I've been having or have been hearing is Here's your word, Brian. It's okay. We're all friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that out. It's usually about what they don't have, what we don't have, right? And she's, I don't have enough money, or I, I, I don't have enough staff to kind of get to the next stage in my business. I can't Could you find. I can't find staff. Can't find staff. Like Eight million people in Australia, but I can't find anyone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All that sort of stuff, and and to a degree, you know, what you're factually say, what you're saying is can be factually correct, right? I can't find good stuff, but it's also a limiting way of saying things, and probably from a mindset or psychological perspective, it's kind of cementing what you're saying. So if you say what what you know when you say something. It usually comes your your reality, and that sounds like airy fairy and woo woo stuff. But you know, for me, I really value what actually comes out of my mouth, not in terms of what I tell people, but what I tell myself. So if I say that it's hard, I tr- I, I limit myself from saying those words because then I believe it, not that someone else. I believe it. If I say it's hard to find good stuff, then I believe it. And so you know, sometimes the, the the, the language that you use can act- actually dictate how you think and how you think. Oh, I don't think it's a sometimes thing. I think it is an always thing. And yeah. it is one of the, the re- well, it is the reason I'm so hot on language. Yes. You know, and, and something that we both acquired over years of working with people is, you know, listening to the, the, the honest truth that's coming out. Now, they, they often say alcohol brings out the truth in people, but unconscious thinking also does too you know when people are just in flow and they're just talking to you about their problems and they're not trying to prescribe what their you know their pain points are or whatever they're just in general discussion you know like and that and you know that's how we you know run most discussions and our coaching calls and you know sales discussions and those things it's always about just creating a, a conversation really you know and and you're right like language is so important you know if you haven't seen the matrix you should watch it <laughs> because the whole programming thing that goes on in our minds the language is kind of the mirror of what's already deep inside of us you know that that language is the program that's running every time we think about something and and i always I always challenge people to 
to think more than just surface level. Like, and this is the problem I see all the time is like somebody says, oh, this thing is hard. Mm. And it's like, well, okay, let's, let's literally dig into that. What makes it hard? It's hard to get sales or it's hard to pick up the phone and call somebody. And it's like, okay, what actually makes it hard? Like what's, what's physically stopping you from doing that thing? Right. And this is what we often refer to as the work, you know, that people don't want to do because they don't want to go deep inside and be vulnerable, you know, and, and vulnerability is the truest sign of strength. But I see this all the time, right? You know, it's like, oh, it's it's really hard to make sales. Well, what why? Oh, because I'm reliant on the other person, right? That's the first as soon as that comes out of my head, it's like, okay, rather than worrying about being reliant on the other person, how about we fix your sales process? Because, you know, while it's not possible to close, well, look, it is possible to close 100% of people. You get all the equations right. But you actually don't want to do that, which is a whole other podcast, right? Why don't you want to close 100% of your deals? So hopefully the team notes that and puts it in our list. But, you know, this is this is one of those things that, right, if we can improve your sales, would it be hard? Oh, no. Okay, cool. So what actually makes sales hard or what actually makes finding people hard you know what i love is when people say to me oh finding good people is hard and it's like okay when when did you put a job ad up oh, i haven't yet and it's like well how do you know it's hard oh i just that's what everybody in the industry is telling me you know and and we have this we make these decisions and we create these statements and we inherit this language this programming language into our minds and then something becomes hard, not because I've tested it and I've decided that it's hard. It's hard because somebody else has told me it's hard. Mm. And I feel like that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's actually a good point because a lot of the opinions, opinions that we have or, or people have in general are actually opinions of others that we've just made, a, you know, said that they're our own opinions as well. But that's yeah. for another. That's for another topic. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a, there's an old story, right? That that's, and, and there's probably various versions of this. I heard it from from a uh, a mentor of mine years ago. It was a a, a daughter and her mum always cut the roast, the end of the roast off the roast before they put it in the oven. And the daughter says to the mum, "Mum, why do we cut the ends of the roast off before we put it in to cook it?" And she was like. I don't know. It's just something your nan always did. But now I'm curious. So let's ring your nan. And uh, they get on the phone to nan and nan's like, they're like, nan, why don't we cut the end of the roast off or whatever it was they were cooking before we put the uh, the put it in the oven to cook it. And nan goes, oh, I used to have to do that 30 years ago when the ovens were really tidy. You couldn't fit a whole roast in there. So we've inherited this program because the behavior has been role modeled. That's how and all of a sudden we're in a completely different environment where we don't need to do the same thing that our parents did or our boss did or the company we worked for did. And people just do it subconscious. So, you know, as a business owner, you have to start challenging these things. You have to start questioning these behaviors and going, why can't I find good stuff? Why can't I, why don't I have enough money? Why don't I have enough time? And then Flipping those even further into how do I find good stuff? Asking yourself empowering questions. How do I get enough money? First, what does enough money look like? What does good stuff look like? And time, how do I get enough time? Because 
I always, I mean, this is one of my favorite conversations to have with people around time is you're never going to have enough time. It comes down to what's the priority for you. Is it a priority for you to keep slogging away doing 80, 90, 100 hours a week? Or is it a priority for you to build a business that is systemized and process driven that it doesn't need you for any more than 20 or 30 hours a week, you know, or at all? You know, ultimately, that's our goal for a lot of people is building a business that is completely autonomous and doesn't require us. And we just get to go there and show up and be the uh, the, the dancing puppet out the front of the stage. So, yeah. And so what about in terms of, if, for those who are listening, if they're finding that, you know, things are hard and, and now after this discussion that we're having here, they're going, okay, yeah, I actually do say that quite a lot either out loud or I say that in my head. You know, I can't find good staff. I can't, you know, find good good clients. I'm always taking, you know, how? What's the first, you know, what are the steps to kind of a recognize that and b kind of move move forward? Well, I always say that sunlight's the best disinfectant, right? So awareness is the key. You, if you don't know, you don't know, right? So I'm hoping that, and part of the reason we do these podcasts, right, is to bring awareness to things. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you've got to be really. First and foremost, listening to what's coming out of your own mouth. If you're a passenger in your body, if you're not present in what you're doing and what you're saying, then you're never going to fix it, right? Like you can't, how can you? Because you don't know that there's a something, it's not necessarily a problem, right? Like it's just, you've got to have that awareness to to question first, is this how I want to be? Am I happy with the results that I'm getting? So my question always is going to be that that prompts people, like, are you happy with the results that you're getting? Mm. If I mean, if we were to break it down on a scale of one to 10, one being I'm terribly disappointed with the results that I'm getting and 10 being I'm, I'm overwhelmed with joy and I wouldn't change a thing, like, I find that most people are never, you know, it's, actually often they're, they're down the lower end of that spectrum and it's like, okay, cool, so... You want to keep doing the same things that, you know, the old the old adage, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome is the definition of insanity, right? But we see so many clients do it because, number one, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know how to change it. So if you, if you were to do that check-in with yourself on all the results that you're getting, your employees, you know, the money that you've got in the bank, the time that you've got, the lifestyle you've got, and it's not a 10 out of 10, then the first question is, okay, what do I what do I need to do to change this? You know, because that then empowers you to go looking for solutions. You know, yeah. whether that's listening to podcasts like this or it's working with us as a coaching client, that sort of thing. These are all things that then become in your control. You know, so focus on what you want. Do you want more time? Do you want more money? Do you want more employees? Do you want good employees? Because if you do, then you can start asking questions as to how do you find those people, right? Correct. How do you yeah. find more time? How do you find more money? But when you are focused on what you don't have, oh, I can't get more people because I don't have enough money. Okay, cool. Like there's an, the solution is in the question and the answer, you know, like you can find the next stage, like, I need more employees. Like if you start, you, I mean, you can go back to the the lack or scarcity mindset. I can't find the staff that I need. Okay, cool. Why? 
I will always keep asking why, 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 till we hit rock bottom and we've got nowhere else to go. And it's like, okay, cool. Now we've got a solid foundation we can build yeah. up. So yeah. why can't you find good start? Oh, because I'm not advertising. Okay, well, that's a problem in itself. Or, you know, let's let's battle test it to the point where I've advertised for six months because I've heard these stories too. I've advertised, been advertising for six or 12 months and nobody wants to work and everybody's just, you know, just lapping up the handouts from the government, blah, 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 right? Cool. Okay. My question is, what if that mindset is what's actually keeping you stuck, right? I think it's Einstein said it is the same thinking that created the problem cannot be the same thinking that solves the problem. Something along those lines. I hope I haven't butched it too much. But when you're in that state, you can't solve the problem with the thinking that got you there. So it's like, how do I break out of that? So first, it's awareness of state. What Do I have a problem here? Do I want to solve it? Am I happy with the results? If the answer is a no to any one or all of those, then what do you need to do to change it? How can I is a much more empowering question rather than why is. Yeah. Why is this happening to me is, is disempowering rather than going, how can I change this? Because yeah. the solutions and where you're, and we've got cognitive bias, right? Like if, if somebody just bought themselves a Toyota Hilux, or let, let's use a less popular car, I don't know, XYZ car out there, you know, in a, in a bright yellow color. They've never seen it before and they're like, that's going to stand out, right? As soon as you buy that car, and everybody's going to you know, be aware of this, as soon as you buy that car, there's like every second man and his dog's got that car. Or you buy a new shirt or a jumper, right? And it's like, look at this, it's a one-off. Like, I've never seen this anywhere else. You go you go out the next weekend to town, guess what? Every Tom, Dick and Harry's got one and you're like, oh, wow, now I'm just a sheep. Like, it's the same thing here. Like, when you're asking these these questions, how can you fix them? It, it creates a different cognitive awareness, right? The, the fact of the matter is, in that example I just used before, those those shirts and those cars, they've always been there. It's just you didn't have the cognitive awareness. Awareness yeah. is what we need here. So, so I think, you know, they're, they're the things that, they're the first stages, awareness, and then it's just changing to empowering questions. And back to what you said right at the start of the episode, Brian, is is that being aware of that language. Start listening to yourself. Start journaling. Like if if you struggle to listen to yourself live, write it down, read it back, and then go, you'll be amazed at just how enlightening that is, you know. And people, you know, I was very resistant to journaling for, for a long time, and there's a whole trauma backstory that goes around with a girl, not even a girlfriend, a girl I liked back in high school. I wrote her a letter and it was passed around a bus, rushed me, devastated me, and I never wanted to write another feeling or emotion down in my life. So it took me 20 years to heal that trauma and get to the point where I could journal. But this is the thing. What's the story you're telling yourself right now? Mm. Have awareness around that story. And guess what? You're the author. You get to rewrite the story. You get to rewrite the script. So I love it. Beautiful. I think... uh, I think we've chewed up a bit of time now, Brian. Have you got any final thoughts? I, I feel like I went off on a bit of a rant and a tangent there, but it's, that's that's I hope it's helpful. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully for those of you who are listening, can get some benefit from this, and you know maybe you need to listen this listen to this a couple of times because it is it it is kind of a an abstract kind of topic in the sense that it's not like a, okay, here are the steps to do X, Y, and Z. This is more about okay, 
being aware of yourself. Okay. And, and, you know, that's the first thing is being aware, like you said, uh, have an understanding of how you think, how you speak to yourself and how you verbally, you know, speak to speak it as well, because without the awareness, it's hard for you to even, you know, how do you fix something that you're not aware of? Awareness so that we can understand and then shifting from once we are aware of how we're, how we're thinking and how we're behaving and how we're speaking to ourselves, only then can we start to go, okay, let's change our language to something different. How can I, how can I solve this situation? If I'm saying to myself, I'm realizing after journaling or realizing I'm saying, you know, throughout the day, Hey, this is so hard, or I can't find this, or I can't do this, or you know, you know, it's always hard. If you recognize that, then you can shift to how can I? If you can, if if one of those limiting thoughts that you have is about you know I can't find good stuff that'll that you know can stay and da da da, then when you sh- put that how can I, then it focuses you on 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 solution based thinking and actually on what you want. Yeah. So it's just a mindset shift. Think is is it you know when I say just, but it's such a, a key you know part of I think your future success in your business and probably your life too. I think in my in my final closing point here, right? And I have so many, but this is a, a learned skill, right? You have yeah. to remember you've had 15, 20, 30, 50 years of practice and your mind going the other way, right? It's taken me a long time. And it just the thing is, you've got to be kind and compassionate to yourself first and foremost. When people have this light bulb moment, they're, they're completely in control of their lives and they've all the decisions that they've made have led to the s- situations that they're in now. It's really confronting because it's like you go through all the, what would I have done if I'd known better, right? So you have to be compassionate for yourself there and then and go, okay, I didn't know any better. I didn't know what I didn't know back then. I did the very best that I could with the skills, knowledge, and experience that I had. But now it's about practicing and building the awareness every single day and catching yourself and forgiving yourself for being stuck on and focused on that scarcity side of things, that disempowered state of why is this happening to me or why did that happen or why did that person do that thing? Like rather flipping that and practicing flipping that going, okay, that person did a thing. What's my responsibility in this? What can I do? How can I change it? When you ask those empowering questions, it changes the weight of the situation. It lightens the load and allows you to take some control back when you feel like your your world's spinning out of control. So I think that's all for me now, Brian, another cracking podcast i can talk about this stuff forever i love the mindset stuff so i appreciate you suggesting this as a topic pleasure and uh on that note i'll sign off for any of you people out there lovely listeners of ours lovely watchers if you're seeing this on youtube or one of the other platforms please don't forget to like share subscribe definitely share it with somebody even if you don't like the button don't hit the like button and uh, share it with somebody that needs to change, needs that bit of a shift and that awareness. It'll be that not-so-subtle nudge in the right direction. So, uh, uh, And if you need any help, please don't hesitate to email us at hello at tradiebusinessschool.com and uh, we'll be more than happy to have a chat. But uh, that's all for me. Bye for now, and I'll see you on the next one, Brian. See you then. Cheers.